you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. I am thrilled to have a special guest today. She is what I like to call, in a way, the psychologist of Bravo. She makes you think of Bravo in a different light. She gets deep. She makes makes things like a, a table flip, thought-provoking. It is Sarah Golly from Andy's Girls. Thank you so much for joining me today while Abby is on vacation. Um, a total pleasure. Shout out to all the psychologists who might be listening. We are the same. Is yeah, what I want to say because I host a podcast. So our schooling, our education, our certification—it's the same, same playing field. Yeah, it's same totally the same. No, and I just like—I love your podcast. Um, I love the angle of housewives that you take. So you guys, Sarah does such a great job of kind of um peeling back the layers, if you will, with some of these episodes and kind of like di- digging a little deeper on what may be triggering a certain housewife this week. So she does an excellent job. So please check out her, her podcast. Um, but we're going to be peeling some layers with the final part two of the Salt Lake City reunion. Hi, hey. hey is right. How did you feel after that? Well, if it's any indication of my sense of interest or disconnection from the reunion, I literally only watched it just now. Like I watched Miami, we're recording this Friday morning. I watched Miami and then went straight into Salt Lake because I felt like I needed to be on some sort of high in which to get me to survive part two, which honestly I think was a pretty decent strategy because it was difficult to watch. I mean, in and of itself, I thought it was complicated in a way that may have left many of its viewers, myself included, feeling not great. Yeah. So let me ask you this. I Let's get to the Heather Gay and the fucking black eye, which I said last week, we're not going to talk about the black eye, but here we are. Mm. So she says in the episode, she said, whatever happened to me, I deserved it um, as to why she wasn't looking for an answer. I personally, like when she said that, I'm like, why didn't you say this to begin with? Like, why did you create this cover up? Like kind of the story of like, oh, we know who did it. I'm just Heather Gay. I mean, I'm just not buying this whole like shame angle. I just feel like she's backpedaling a lot right now because she realizes the way she played it. She played it completely wrong. What's your take on that? I think she's doing an excellent job of muddying the waters to such an extent that some of us feel genuine discomfort about criticizing her because the situation has been put forth where it's like, 
if you don't believe her reasons for why she weaponized it in order to like shame, humiliate and silence her co-stars, then you don't believe that she suffered trauma during her time as a member of the church of Latter-day Saints and after, which is very complicated. And it creates this like enormous triggering divide for people where they feel like if you don't believe that her version of repentance towards this absolves the reasons that she used the situation with the eye as like a point of plot and to genuinely use it as like a form of power against members of her cast, then you don't believe that she's ever, uh, you don't believe that she could ever be triggered by a, a different circumstance or even by elements of this. And I think that is like so black and white and it's dangerous, I think. And I, I think in a nutshell, like, I have such discomfort for her behavior this season and how she has tried to put it all in the bucket of like, well, I was feeling shame about drinking, which we've never seen her ever express before. But we never really saw a full explanation, I think, for why she had so many reasons for behaving in the way she did without fully explaining them. I think for me where I lack compassion for Heather is I just don't feel like there's any accountability on her part for like the witch hunt and things that she kind of spun out or put out there. I don't feel like, I mean, had she said, Hey guys, listen, like I was freaked out. I didn't know how this happened And my gut, like survival instinct was to blame this on someone else and not put it on myself because it was really scary that I didn't know what happened. And I'm a grown woman. Like, has she gone that angle? I would have a bit more, some much more compassion for her than the way she's playing this right now. Um, So I don't know. I, I would love, I asked this to Abby last week. So I'll ask you, but do you think Heather Gay will have a redemption season? I think that the network will have no choice but to ensure that that happens. I think that they have such a big investment on Heather and in Heather because of the way that she was received by the Bravo audience, myself included, after she joined, where, I mean, the woman had people crying with her at BravoCon over the, repeatedly because of the ways so many of us see ourselves in her. And a huge element of that was because we felt like she had a sense of humor and humility, and it felt like she was consistently telling the truth. And I think that, I don't think the powers that be would allow her to be seen in a way that felt overtly manipulative or like villainous, you know, like, I don't know that they would want that to happen. I don't think that when it comes to casting, they're looking for a seeker of truth. I think they're looking for new Jen Shaw's. So Mm. I don't know. I think it's, I think at a certain point she might just, we might just be exhausted by all of this. Um, And as a result, we'll like, turn a new leaf with her I don't know I really don't I'm know. going with no for a little okay. bit no <laughs> yeah. I'm being I'm like keeping yeah. 100 here I I loved Heather like you I took a huge affinity to her I still enjoy her I just for me this comes to this is going to be a hot topic and we'll kind of um go into deeper on this on Patreon but it just kind of comes to housewives who are self-producing and not willing to just like unmask themselves and really put it out there. 
Um, so I feel like I'm going to need that from Heather and some honesty here for me to like believe her, believe her. Do you think that she would ever do that? Like, do you think that she thinks she even can like say, you know, maybe it'll be at a Q and a signing, if not uh, at a book signing Q and a, if not at the reunion, which is obviously over, but like, do you think she would ever be like, listen, I ran with it. I had so much affection and support coming my way. And I just was thinking outside of myself and just decided that this would be a point of storyline. Like, do you think that that is something that she even herself acknowledges, let alone would acknowledge publicly if that was true? I don't think she would acknowledge it publicly. I think she may in her inner circles, but I don't see her admitting that publicly um, unless someone like if you were, let's say Lisa Barlow and you so eloquently put it that, but Lisa Barlow would be like, so, you know, uh, did you do this because of this? I, I don't know that she would do it on her own, but you know what? Never say never with housewives. Um, we'll never say never. I'm happy to eat my words and have her have a redemption season. Cause I do like Heather. I do like her as a person, but as a housewife right now, she's definitely gone downhill for me. So I'm going to need to see a bit of accountability, um, a bit of honesty. I, I was always on team Whitney when it mm. came to the bad weather fight, even though I'm still figuring out what they're fighting over mm. because it feels very much like they're fighting over things that we don't know behind this. Like there's layers to that. Um, so I, I do believe that Whitney, she says us that she hides behind humor. She deflects in humor. And so I would need her to like, kind of unpack that a little bit and go deeper with us. Well, the the moment that kind of not caught me off guard, but maybe gave me pause during the reunion was when it felt like there was a conversation about like, Heather, why did you say these sort of taunting, dismissive, minimizing remarks about Whitney's trauma? Because you would think regardless of either of their histories that just like as a friend, I can't imagine making fun of someone's trauma, which was the impact. And I think possibly intent of like Heather's dismissiveness in the seasons that in the, in the scenes that were like reshown during the reunion. And Heather's response was something along the lines of like, well, that wasn't my intention. And I'm sorry if it came off that way. And I'm just thinking, well, how else would a person take like enough of your childhood trauma, whatever the exact words were, that that is literally your intention. It's like, we're taking a step back because instead of just taking one for the team and saying, I was wrong, I was upset, I thought the trip was going to be different, it should have been focused on Jen, I felt like you were pulling attention, she just generalized the reality of what we saw play back. And it's unfortunate in those scenes during the reunion that like they didn't show them to the cast. Because yeah. I think that would have been helpful here. No, absolutely. And I think with Whitney and Heather and Abby kind of alluded to this, we received like a theory from a follower, but mm. I think so much of it is, you know, we don't know to what degree of Whitney's childhood trauma and what it entails until she shares that with us. Right. But if it's giving to me, just like me kind of um, reading between the lines here, it's to me, it feels almost like Whitney or sorry, Heather knows 
who um, hurt, harmed Whitney and may not believe it. It's kind of like how I see their rift and they're both not directly saying it. It's very like indirectly and very passive, but I feel like that's the crux of their fight. I think Whitney doesn't feel believed by Heather. Mm -hmm. But they didn't know each other when they were kids, right? So this whole cousin thing was like something they discovered as adults, that they shared some sort of family line. So it's not like, not to say that growing up together means you have any idea of what goes on in someone else's home. It's entirely possible you can have a best friend, a close family member going through some form of trauma and have absolutely literally no idea as it's happening. Um, But I... It's not like they knew each other. Did they know each other when they were kids? Like, how does that make sense? That's actually a fair point. It's very, that's a very good point. Um, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that, but just the vibe that it's giving to me, it's, it feels like she doesn't believe what Whitney's putting out there. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I think we'll learn more. I I also, you know, this is going back to some points that Heather made at the reunion, but Heather holding Whitney to a higher standard is so daunting to me because Jen Shaw has called her Shrek. Jen Shaw has repeatedly talked shit to her face, but yet I feel like her loyalties and how she treats Jen is better than how she treats Whitney. It just feels backwards to me. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. And it's like the difference between holding someone to a different standard and how you treat that person. It's like Jen shouldn't be rewarded for being a piece of shit. And I think that's what Whitney was trying to get to, which Heather refuses to acknowledge, like the way that she was more punitive toward Whitney, because she had more expectations for her. But the person that you are now treating better is a convicted criminal. So make that make sense. Like it, it just is, it feels, it, it feels false. It feels like bullshit is what I like to say. And something else I'd like to see you make more sense is Meredith. Um, Andy went in hard on Meredith and was just like, you don't care. Like what is happening with your reaction? And she's just so dismissive. What is your, what are your thoughts regarding Meredith's behavior and Jun Shaw? Well, I think that in both cases, Meredith and Heather are being so calculated and dishonest about how they really feel. I think Heather is being honest in the sense that she does not care what happened. I don't think Heather cares what happened. I think she's able to turn it off. And maybe a part of that is because she never thought Jen was a good person. So this is just like not surprising to her. I don't, and I think she's unwilling to understand that there are victims who suffer by that sense of indifference. Putting that aside, Meredith attempting to say, I don't understand what's happening is not necessarily a defense that we are, that we feel is truthful, especially from this woman who is like a literal attorney for her to play dumb in the way that Heather seems to be able to get away with is inexplicable. And also like the thing that Andy kept coming back to is like, but she said she did it. And now we're just pushing the line further back. It used to be, if I find out this person was guilty, I'm going to hold her to account. Now it's like, 
well, she's guilty, but I'm going to wait until she's sentenced to hold her account. Meanwhile, she's she was sentenced in mid-December. Have we seen a change in Meredith's behavior or defensive, Jen? No, it's because she she feels like she's put her stake in the ground and this is where she's going to remain. That was so weird. I, I honestly am surprised the other women didn't like chime in. Um, I felt like Lisa, this would have been a good like opportunity for her to kind of call her out on, especially the hot mic moment. But that was fascinating to me. Um, the last interesting tidbit in the Salt Lake reunion for me was that people gave Jen money to fight the case. Um, apparently, the only woman who admitted to it, and she wasn't even on stage, was Angie Harrington um, did that. Obviously, it had to do with Shaw Exposed. I wouldn't be surprised if Jen in uh, <laughs> kind of blackmailed her into it in a way. Like, you... Put this out there. You did this to me. You want to make this good? I need, you know, $10,000, whatever it may be. Oh, I think that's, I think that's literally what they're saying happened. I think that they were not even blackmail, but transactional. I think that Angie and Chris decided the best way to buy forgiveness from Jen and Coach Shaw, who was also a part of this, was to say, uh, money, please. And Chris, you know, uh, apparently Jen approached all of her friends and Angie and Chris uh, understood that they could get something in return for this. So they bought, they bought uh, forgiveness. Wild. Well, that I think, thank you, Jesus, that we're done with Salt Lake City. <laughs> I'm just glad that it's over. I feel like we're going to have like this hangover looming over us of this reunion and need a little palate cleanser. But before we get into Potomac, we're going to take a quick little ad break. Um, keeping your body in shape is important, but it's also important to keep your mind sharp. I do this. I love playing word games. It's part of my morning routine. Word Collect is my new favorite game. It's a word puzzle app and it's free. It has over 2,000 levels, so you never get bored playing. It starts easy and, of course, it gets harder. It's a, it's a bit addicting. Again, I start my day in the morning. It's like kind of like a way to like get my mind going, um, wake up from that morning fog. So I'm really loving all the different games that Word Collect has to offer. Just go to the Apple or Google store and search for Word Collect. So if you're like me and want to get fit in the new year with your mind and your body, download Word Collect for free today. Um, and then... After you're playing a little game, why not check out a brand new show? So, you know, we love the wives around here. So get ready for some Real House guys because Friday nights on MTV are getting fabulous. On Friday nights at 9, 8 central, MTV is taking you inside the lives of six fierce West Hollywood friends on the Real Friends of WeHo. Like celeb stylist Brad Gresky, go inside his marriage and see a side of himself you can't miss. Performer extraordinaire Todrick Hall, ready to tell his side of the story. Television superhost James Vaughn taking his career to the next level. Rising actor Curtis Hamilton, bossy CEO Dorian Renaud, and major social influencer Joey Zazig. Watch as they balance life in the spotlight and give a true VIP access into their lifestyles, their ambition, and the, all the shade you can handle. Don't miss The Real Friends of WeHo, all part of MTV's new Friday nights after RuPaul's Drag Race. Again, it's on Friday nights at 9, 8 central on MTV. All right, let's talk about our ladies of Potomac. Whoo, girl, I feel like where to begin. 
Where to begin? Okay, let's talk about the bachelorette party. That's an easy place to begin. Um, Wendy not being invited seems a little silly to me. Mm. It just seems petty. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it seemed like they were basing the entirety off of the invitation off of what? Her laughing? What genuinely? Yes. What was the reason for it? It was, it was her, her laughing. Laughing because okay. Karen, I mean, Karen and Robin, when they had their fight at the lunch in Mexico, Wendy was laughing. So that's why she didn't get invited. Yeah, she, I mean, she wasn't the only one. So I guess. I just her. I, don't, I don't like that. I honestly, I that's a pet peeve of mine in Housewives. It's one thing to not invite someone because like, for instance, Rob Karen not being invited makes sense to me because mm-hmm. she went after Juan and after totally. her relationship, but Wendy, when she did nothing to Robin, um, I just, I hate that shit. It really bothers me. It just, it's like a petty and a not fun way. Yeah. It seems like um, Robin and Giselle are, deeply unwilling to accept that Wendy is going to be and continues to be a member of the cast. And they haven't crossed that point to like remembering like this is a friend circle. So like pretend to be friends. They really deeply dislike her and appear to just be looking for reasons to continue to. And that is tough. I mean, you know, they go from happy Eddie to now the vagina Wendy's vagina and the girl, the girls got lunch or not lunch. Excuse me. Oh my God. The girls got <laughs> drunk. Excuse me. Wow. Whatever. The girls it got drunk. Yeah. The girls got drunk. And, you know, of course, Ashley, the queen of spilling tea and immediately not keeping a secret, but I, you know, they talk about Wendy showing her vagina and making comments to Mia and I feel like it's it was an attempt to continue, like to your point, take Wendy down because they're mm-hmm. not willing to kind of accept her as a cast member. But the whole thing with the vagina, I've never been so drunk that I would be like, hey, Sarah, you want to see my vagina? <laughs> I just don't get that, how that happens. And wasn't there like touching, like physical contact too? That I mean, up? it's like he said, she said, I feel like with that, like, I feel like uh Wendy's saying no I I don't know I I don't uh, yeah I can't imagine a world in which I would want to be like flashing my friends but like you do you I don't remember why this even happened except to say that like it's just to go to start and then end somewhere it's the starting that I'm like oh I I would never consider doing that with my with any friend with my vagina yeah maybe i have vagina shame i don't know <laughs> i just don't want i like i just don't i but also there but but there are people who um you know get totally you know if you're sharing a hotel room with a friend you get like fully naked i am not that person i'm like oh privacy thank you so much so yeah. if people have different uh different considerations levels with right. their nudity. Yeah, and I have listen, pretty high boundaries when it comes to friends. I will after childbirth, I like have zero, like I'm not embarrassed at a doctor's office. I'm like, whatever, it's a vagina, like here it goes. But I would never just like somehow be like, hey Sarah, let me see your <laughs> vagina. 
And I, that's not how it went, but yeah. I'm more willing. Like I've flashed my boobs before I've flashed my ass. Like I'm more willing to do that. I get that. But the vagina of it all, it's interesting to me. So, um, so we get to the bachelorette party, Karen, the grand dame is not there. She of course is having a meeting about her candles. Um, <laughs> she is now expanding from three wicks to four. I just, makes me laugh so hard. I have a blind loyalty to the Grand Dame. What's your take on Bohemian Fire going from three to four wick, the holiday edition? I'm really excited for her to talk about how people should buy it because they can only get it for a limited time. And then just like naming off all the other holidays in which she could monetize said holiday because it's only happening Technically one day a year. So that's a day in which to send to sell a completely unique candle for that moment and then move on to the next time. I I think it's great. I think put 10 wicks on there, put 40. I think it's really funny. I don't know that Karen is in on the joke, but she's able to sell a product based on one. And I genuinely am extremely into that energy. I think it's genuinely really funny. I think it's so funny. I have to say, I hope the four wick is better. So I bought the three wick at Uh BravoCon. No, it smells good. It smells delightful. It smells so good. My issue with it, and as a candle snob and someone who loves a fancy ass hotel candle Mm. or um, the Capri Blue candles, like I I like buying nice candles. The the, um, burning, like the longevity of it, it kind of burns through quickly. That's my beef. So it's not as long lasting as some of the other candles I own at that price point is what I'm trying to say. Can I ask what the price point is? I mean, I felt like I paid like $40, $40, $50 for it. Yeah. So 40, I feel like is expensive, but like standard for expensive candles. And then when you get into like, I wasn't sure if it was like 50, like late fifties, when you get into like late fifties, sixties, you lose me so entirely but I, I, I respect designer candles, but I just think it's, it's so much, if everyone spends money different ways and I just can't, uh, I can't do you that. You can't wrap your hand, head around my candle habit. No. Is that what you're saying? I, no, I it's love okay. the candle habit. I love, <laughs> shout out Keep Candles in Brooklyn. Hot Springs will literally change your life, but I just can't, I can't get into, um, I can't get into like $60 candles. It's just so no, it's I good to it. hear she's living in the forties. I don't remember. So I'm probably okay. going to DM me. Probably so, but okay, no, I didn't pay that, <laughs> but I just, that was my only beef. So I like want to give her that constructive criticism mm. somehow, but I haven't thought why. So anyways, that's a fun little tangent. <laughs> we went on candles. Um, let's talk about the bachelorette party itself. Would you eat steak and lobster at a strip club? I wouldn't, but I loved how much I'm a vegetarian. So that would kind of limit oh, the opportunity to, but I loved how into it Candace was right. Wasn't Candace the one who was like, wow, this is phenomenal. I believe that it was in so that good. Moment. Yeah. I honestly, I think I would, I think if it was presented in front of me and I was drunk, it would obviously everything tastes much better. Um, so Sharice, of course, like finally wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> wakes up and starts commenting on things first being Ashley and Michael like kind of talking about their relationship and how he's been seen out and Ashley's like oh like dun, dun, like damn it Michael but also it's like Ashley girl Ashley. like what are you what are you doing uh so we get into that and then she talks about Karen sleeping with um 
guy, men in the bathroom, like club employees. I don't listen. I think when it comes to blue eyes, Mm. and I say this as a la dame, I think where there's smoke, (laughs) there's fire. I think there's probably a bit of truth to that as much as I don't want to admit it, but I do. But when it comes to this situation, I just think given the popularity of housewives and how we saw photos of like Michael Darby doing stuff, I just don't get why there isn't like a photo. Well, I feel like even if there was a photo, Karen's going to say it's not of her because it sounds like that's the path she's going down with blue eyes. But do I see Karen like having sex with a stranger, potentially stranger? We don't know if they knew each other in a bathroom at like a restaurant or club. I just honestly don't see that happening. It's such a wild take. But I also wonder, like, is Sharice that irresponsible to just throw something out that has no basis in reality? Could could Karen maybe be making out with something? Like, how do we go from it, it just feels like such a leap. It feels like a real leap. It feels like a better, yeah, it feels a reach. It's reaching a little bit, but I'm here for the drama that it's going to bring. So next week is the Potomac finale, and then we'll get into reunion. But if you want to hear about the messiness of Potomac and the Robin and Juan of it all, um, you're going to have to check out Patreon. So remember, you can check out patreon.com slash real moms. We're going to get to the portion of the show where we do a bit of a shout out, something positive, some good juju to bring into the world. Um, I'm going to share my shout out and my shout out, of course, sorry, football fans who aren't Chiefs fans goes to the Kansas City Chiefs because we're going to the Super Bowl, baby. It was an exciting game. It was exhilarating. Uh, The Bengals tried their hardest, but um, bring it on Eagles. So this is the sports talk portion of the show. (laughs) Um, Sarah, do you have any good juju you want to put out there? Something that kind of brings you joy? Well, this is the first time that I heard um, which teams are playing in this. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Lord. I'm glad I could help you there. Um, I guess along those lines, my good juju is um, as a native New Englander, albeit one who truly does not pay attention to sports, uh, most of all uh, football. Uh, my good juju is, I guess, Tom Brady putting all of us out of our misery since he completely effed up his retirement plan and also the rest of his life, he got a divorce so yeah. that he could continue playing football. And now he's no longer playing football. And guess what? Spoiler alert, he's still divorced. I just, I I would love to see an interview with Tom Brady where someone says, was it worth it? And get an understanding of what he what he considers a sacrifice and the way oh my gosh yeah anyway great 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 you know that is honestly good juju because I hate that bitch I hate Tom Brady um so thank you for removing what a joke he's been New England fans (laughs) deserve so much more it's a celebration of ourselves and you know Pats fans we've been through it but Oh and I'm pretending I'm a Pats fan. I literally have no idea. Who's it's okay. I, I get into the fair weather. I like embrace it. Like the, I'm a cheese fan. I support them, but do I watch it every Sunday leading up to like playoff season? No, I, I literally don't even know real. what cheese. I don't know what cheese means. I, oh is that my Packers? God. Wait, did I get that right? Is that Packers? Honey? No, it's the Kansas city chiefs. And then oh, it's the Green Bay Packers. I thought you said cheese. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, let's tell, (laughs) 
why don't you let the people know how they can listen to you, find you on social, how often your podcast comes out, share those deets. Yeah. So Andy's Girls is semi-weekly. Episodes are out on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And as you um, so generously introduced me, it is a podcast all about the psychology behind The Real Housewives. We consider it a mix between Ayanla Fix My Life and C-SPAN. So you can listen to episodes of Andy's Girls wherever you listen to episodes of your favorite podcast, including this one, and follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. And when you're done, please, 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 an easy way to help us podcasters, as content creators who do this with a lot of love and for fun, one easy free way to give us your support is by um, giving us a quick five-star rating or written review. I've seen those come in. So thank you so much for your support. That means the world. We want to get to 700 um, ratings, 700 stars or review. Oh my God. I've never sounded older, you got it, you but got it. we, we are itching towards that goal. So please, please, please help us reach it. Um, shout out to Terry's Mary for the most recent review that you shared and Jess Mish. We really appreciate your support. So again, when you're done checking out Sarah's podcast, also do the same for her. Cause it's, again, it's a way to help us grow and all the algorithm bullshit. But if you want to support us monetarily, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. And with that, we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way, in a this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at Body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.